And if you're here and you'd like to do baptism prep, then now is the moment. <laughs> no offence, Sam, but Mark's going to be going out. There are pastries and you'll get to find out more about baptism. So you haven't been baptised and you're a believer. Let's go now. Good morning, brothers and sisters. How are you today? I didn't hear that. Blessed and highly favored. Amen. Amen. Right. So, today I have the great privilege of concluding our series on Gospel Ready. Uh, and what a great privilege it is. The truth is that as we conclude the series, we are just charging ourselves to begin. Because we are a people who should be gospel ready all the time. So really, this is just to say that we are just at the beginning. We've been reminded of who we are and who we should be. And so, before I get into it, I, I, I first of all want us to pray maybe a minute for Ukraine. As I was thinking about this this morning, you know, this scripture where in, in Exodus 3, 7, where God says to Moses, I have heard the cry of my people, you know, and I'm, and I'm coming down to save them. And so I want us to be on our feet for a minute and just pour out your heart. Say, oh Lord, hear our cry and stop this war. Hear our cry and save Ukraine. Hear our cry, oh Lord, and do that which only you can do to bring peace and the loss of lives and the destruction. Hear our cry, oh Lord, and send your mercy. Lord, stop this war. Stop this destruction we ask. This suffering we ask in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus. You are such a merciful God. You are such a faithful God. You heard the cry of your people in, in Egypt. And you came down and you delivered them and you saved them. Lord, we ask, hear our cry. Hear the cry of your people in Ukraine. Hear the cry of your people all around the world. Lord, intervene and bring peace to Ukraine, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, really today is like a commissioning. We have been called, we have been equipped, and we have been commissioned to go and present the gospel, to arise and shine because we are light. You know, I know when Dan mentioned this at the beginning of the series, and he said, you know, you are the light of the world. We like to say Jesus is the light. But when we bring it to ourselves, sometimes we become a bit circumspect. And I want us to change from being circumspect to literally receive what God has done for us. And if you can put up those first slides for me. So, you know, when Matt talked about badges, and uh, I had the privilege of going to a mission school uh, back then in Nigeria, and that was our badge. And it was in Latin, and I will put the English translation in a minute. Uh, Vox Estis, Los Estis Vox Mundi. And what does that mean? Can you put the second one? You are the light of the world. Uh, this was a, mission, it was a missionary school. 
So it was established by missionaries in Nigeria. And it was really a great privilege. But that was our badge. You are the light of the world. And so when we went around, that's what we carried around. You know, but like Matt said, many times we preferred to cover the badge because we were doing stuff that didn't match up with it. We were doing stuff that didn't match up with being the light. And so we would like the badge rather to be covered than to show walking around and saying, I am the light of the world. But that's the message I have for you today. Arise and shine. You are light. Arise and shine. You are light. So tell yourself, I will arise and shine. For I am light. I will arise and shine. For I am light. Yes, you are light. And before we continue, and today those who love to hear me sing, I'm going to sing a lot. So get excited. Those who find it boring, I can only apologize. <laughs> but I want us to welcome the Holy Spirit. I know he's been in our midst. But I want us to welcome him because today is really about the Holy Spirit. He is the one that equips. He is the one that commissions us. So if you don't mind, if you can rise up on your feet. And if you raise your hands to the Father, if you are able to stand, that's great. If not, don't worry. But if you are able to, I would really like you to stand, you know, with your hands raised. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Move amongst us with your holy fire as we lay aside our earthly desire. Hands reach out and hearts aspire. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Let the presence of your breeze, sorry, let the breeze of your presence blow that your children here might truly know. How to move in the Spirit's flow, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Please accomplish in me today. Some new work of loving grace 
is. I pray, i your way, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Let's take that last line together. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Can we sing it again? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would do a visible, a tangible, a life-changing, a sustainable work in our midst. I ask, oh God, for life-change encounters with you this morning. Something that will be tangible. Something that will be quantifiable. Something that will let us know we met with the living God today. Come Holy Spirit and do a work in our lives that only you can do. To equip us, you who has called us, to go and be witnesses of what we have seen and of what we have heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you turn your Bibles with me into Acts chapter 1. Acts 1. And I'm going to read just one verse. And then if you turn to Matthew 5 verse 14. Matthew 5.14, if you just put your hand there, if you have. I know many of us are using our devices. So Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Matthew 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Arise and shine, for you are light. And so today, I have this privilege to conclude this series for us. And uh, I'm just going to remind us of some of the things we've gone through before I land on the point I want to land on this morning. And one of the things we have said was that the gospel is dependent on prayer. And I say people, and I say church, we are dependent on prayer. So everything starts with prayer. We say that our total dependence is on God and on the Holy Spirit. That we have nothing of ourselves. But in him, we are everything. 
And so we choose to depend on him. And when we, when we want to be witnesses, when our lives are witnessing, when our words are witnessing, when our smile is witnessing, we want to start with prayer. So there is prayer before, there is prayer during, and there is prayer after. And so what kind of prayer do we pray before? And I'm just going to give us examples of the way we can pray. Father, I thank you for your salvation plan. I thank you for your love, for your willingness to save. I thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the help of angels. Lord, even as I go to work today, even as I go out today, I thank you because I am the gospel. And then we pray for the people we are going to meet. Father, I thank you for your love, for your favor, for your kindness, for your grace. Lord, for the people I'm going to meet today, may this be made manifest in their lives. I pray for soft, receptive hearts. I say the hearts of stone should be removed. I say, oh God, let's pass hurts, past hurts, past misconceptions, past misunderstandings. Be cleared, even as I have a meeting with them today. And then we pray again the strategies of the enemy. We take authority. Father, I take authority over every strategy of Satan and over his demons concerning the life of your creation. I bind the strong man and I say that his confusion in the minds of the people be released in the name of Jesus. I say let eyes be opened that they will see and they will understand. And then you pray for yourself. Father God, fill me with your spirit today with the spirit of boldness and of wisdom. I ask for the appropriate words in different situations, for opportunities to show your love. And then, I will choose to pray in the spirit, because he perfects everything I cannot put into words. And for me in particularly, I keep saying, see, my understanding and my vocabulary of English is limited. But there is one who prays for me, who prays for us in accordance with the will of the Father that my vocabulary does not limit. And so I choose to add, The Holy Spirit perfects and works what I cannot express in words. And if you have time, as you prepare, you fast and pray. And I believe we have time. You see, we are talking about Easter. And we are talking about this special day that we are inviting people. You can make time to fast and pray for that Sunday in this coming week. And so if we read Isaiah 58 and think about it in terms of praying and fasting. And so during when you are with someone, when you are at work, when you are where you need to be, you are praying. You know, like, like Nehemiah prayed. He was in the presence of the king. So one way there's communication going on. Another way there's communication with your spirit and the spirit of God. You are saying, Father, as I'm talking and I'm listening, I'm asking, please give me words of wisdom, words of knowledge, some prophetic words for this situation. Lord, help me. What do you want me to tell this person? How do you want me to show your love to them? And then afterwards, we continue to pray. Holy Spirit, Perfect that which only you can do. That which you have started as you, that you perfect. Brood over the word of God 
and create life in those words, Holy Spirit. And then some of the things that came up in that meeting, you bring them directly before God. And so that is uh, the start. We start with prayer. And then we continue to pray, to prepare. So we pray, but we prepare. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.15, be prepared in and out of season to make an account for everyone who asks you what you believe. Am I prepared? Are you prepared? And I believe this Gospel Ready series has really helped us for many of us to be a bit more prepared than where we were before. Am I prepared to present the gospel? Am I prepared to be a witness? In that passage in us, it says, you will be witnesses. You see, you cannot be a witness of what you didn't see. You cannot be a witness of what you have not experienced. And you know, in these days of mobile phones and all of this, there's a lot of forwarding messages. So we forward messages. You will receive them, oh yeah, that sounds great. We forward it to a friend. And so, with this, I am saying, forwarding messages doesn't work. You have to have your own experience. Otherwise, you become a rumor monger. You are passing information you have no experience, no encounter, no understanding of. And so what am I saying? I'm saying we, first of all, need to have an encounter of our own before we can share that encounter. We cannot just be forwarding it. I cannot just be reading the Bible and telling you what the Bible says. That is forwarding it. What I'm asking is, Lord, am I having an encounter with you before I share it with someone else? Do I have a testimony? And so when we have encounters, we have testimonies. We can testify. We can say what happened. And so there are two ways when we prepare. We can prepare our testimony. And you can share your testimony in one minute, depending on what time you have. It can be three minutes. It can be five. And you actually can prepare. You need to prepare for all of these circumstances. You know? So I can share my testimony with you. And I know... Uh, uh, last week, see, the name has gone. <laughs> Leslie, come on. Can you believe that? But anyway, last week, Leslie shared her testimony with us. And I just want to briefly again share my quick testimony. Because I want to, to kind of teach us how we can prepare so that we are not wobbling too much. Because the key thing about testimony is, how was my life before I met Jesus? How did I meet Jesus? And how has Jesus changed my life? What was the problem before this situation? What was the encounter I had with Jesus? And how has that situation changed? And so I grew up in a Christian home. My father died when I was pretty young. I was seven years old. And I grew up with my mom. And I was going to church. It was a, uh, a traditional Christian Reformed church. So I was religious, but I didn't know God. And so in that process, actually, I was baptized as an infant. And uh, I was confirmed when I was old enough. So I went through seekers class and, and catechism class and all of that. And I was confirmed. And I was a member. 
as he didn't meet Jesus. And so actually in my secondary school, I actually rebelled a bit, so I stopped even going to church. But then I got to university, and one of the things, I was walking, and there was an open-air crusade at university. And uh, as you see, growing up in the traditional church, one of the things that they used to emphasize was that we were sinners. And, and, and that was what I understood. And then I passed by this crusade, and this guy is talking, and he's saying, I am a saint. And I thought, that's blasphemy. How can he be calling himself a saint? And so I decided to stop and listen to him. And then he was bringing scripture after scripture. Yes, we were sinners, but Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And by God, we are the righteousness of, of God in Christ Jesus. And I thought, this makes sense. And then that night, I went home to my room, and I got on my knees. And I said, Lord Jesus, I want to be a saint. I want this life that you have given this guy. I want it too. And that was the change. And that day, there was no dramatic things that happened. But I got up, and the next day, I knew I was different. You know, I began to tell some of my classmates who were Christians, I have become a Christian. Because I knew something definite had happened in my life. And so, see, when we have encounters, we know. It may not be an exact date. It may be a progression. But you know you have had an encounter. And then you can testify of what God has done in your life. As we prepare, we need to know some scriptures. And, you know, Matt mentioned some of those scriptures uh, that, that we can use. Romans 3.23, for, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, Romans 6.23, for the, uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, Romans 5.8, you know, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. In this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, I've memorized them. And we need to memorize some scripture, because when you meet someone in the street or in the office, you may not have your Bible. Or even if you have your Bible, you will not know where to get some of those scriptures if you don't have them in memory. So it is important to make time to memorize. And then the other thing is to carry some material. You know, we have some of those materials here. So I believe from now on, if every one of us has a track in your pocket, you have something that you may be prompted to give someone. It is worth carrying them carrying materials. But however, I want to say, primarily, we must never forget this. Say, I must never forget this. I must never forget this. I must never forget this. Primarily, I am the gospel. I can carry any material I want. I can show people whatever I want to show. But if my message does not join with what I'm giving or what I'm saying, the gospel, I'm failing the gospel. And so, we must not settle for superficial Christianity. We have to go deep. Our hearts need to go deep in God to, to have more encounters. You know, we want to seek deep after deep. Ask God for more of him, for more of him. You see, when I look at my experiences and what the Bible talks about salvation and what it involves, I fall so short 
And so I, I feel challenged again and again. I, I am thinking, in the Old Testament, Elijah died, and then his tomb, his bones were there. And then they threw somebody who died in that tomb, and the person came alive. This is someone who has died. And then the Bible says that I will lay my hands on the sick and they will recover. And I lay my hands on the sick and I don't see them recover. Why would I be satisfied with where I am? If somebody's bones can raise the dead. The shadow of Peter was healing the sick. I mean, they lay people in the street. And Peter is passing that his shadow falls on them and the people get healed. Why would I be satisfied with where I am? More, Lord, more, Lord, more of you, Lord, more of you, Lord, more of you, more of you, more of you. More, Lord, more, Lord, more of you, Lord, more of you, Lord, more of you, more of you, more of you. And that is my heart cry, and I ask that it will be our heart cries. For more of him. We want to know more of him. That we can witness. Be witnesses of what he is. And so we, we pray. We, 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 we learn this gospel. And we present it. And we proclaim it. So in presenting the gospel and presenting it. We say we love first. And we love last. We do it with our words. And with our actions. We serve and we help. We are on the lookout. We are willing for our schedules to be interrupted. And I give one example here. And I, I thought about this. I say, wow, if everybody at JCC starts doing this from our hearts, it will make a difference. You know, we just buy something on the, heat, on the till. And with our whole loving heart, thank you for serving me so well today. God bless you and have a great day. If we just do this at the till, and, and just don't say it flippantly. Say it a minute. What change would that cause? Can I help you carry that? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for your need? And most of all, I'm learning here today, we have his power and his presence, the Holy Spirit. We depend on the Holy Spirit. Without him, we are nothing, and we can do nothing. We need his help to be effective witnesses. Witnesses that change lives in a supernatural way. I don't want my words to be crafted motivational talk. I don't want to just show human love. I want to show supernatural love. I want to show agape love. And this is what we have. This is what we have been given. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, the King James uses the same word, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. 
uh, where it talks about Jesus saying, I give you all power and go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. But actually, our newer translations actually use the correct word authority. So that word is exousia, authority. So Jesus has the authority, the exousia, but he has given that to us as well. And then in Acts 1, 8, the word that is used is dunamis. And there are three English words that actually come from that word dunamis. And if I just say them, you will have an idea of the meaning. So one is dynamic. When we say someone is dynamic or something is dynamic, it is energetic, enthusiastic, you know, a force that stimulates progress and change in a system. Dynamo comes from the same root. And dynamo was the first electric motor that was used to create power. And then dynamite, that powerful explosive, all from the root word, dunamis. But you will receive dunamis. This is what we have received. We have received dunamis. Dunamis, the power of God to go and be witnesses. So we have this ability, this efficiency, this might of God, and then the, the authority. So we have raw power combined with authority to go forth and be effective witnesses. And I will just read Acts 4, verse 23. Um, Acts 4.23, if you turn with me in there. This was the believer's prayer. You know, they have been caught and then they are, they are, they, they are told to go and not pray and, and not teach in this name again. And then when they are released, in verse 23, when they were released, they, were, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them? Who through the mouth of your father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth said themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed one. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had pre predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. The place that they were praying was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. How I ask God for prayer meetings like that. I want to see the place where we are meeting shaken, and for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Can we take one minute to pray for that? Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, let your Holy Spirit come in this place in a way we have never experienced before. Yes, shake us out of our comfort zone. 
Let this place be shaken. That we can go forth with boldness and proclaim this word. And Lord, that you will stretch out your hand and do miraculous signs and wonders. In the name of your servant, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so to finish, we need to pray before, during, and after. We need to convince ourselves that the harvest is ready and that there is room. We need to ask God for opportunities to love, to share, and to pray. We need to be sensitive in the spirit to see those opportunities. You know, Jesus sowed the chaos on the tree. Philip sowed the Ethiopian eunuch. But then we need to be courageous and bold and brave to take the opportunities. Peter and John are the gates called beautiful. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You need to rebuke the spirit of fear. I always rebuke the spirit of fear in my life. It comes on and on. And I say, nope. Live the life that pleases God and brings glory to him. That is the greatest gospel. That's light. That's witness. And all of the above depends completely on the Holy Spirit who is in you and who is with you. Who is in me and who is with me. And so... I can therefore say, I arise and shine, for my light has come. I arise and shine, for my light has come. And so if you have your mobile phone or your device with you, I would like you to put it on if you put it off. And I want you to put the light on. As many mobile phones as we can get, if you put them on and put the light on, Yes, and if we dim the light, put the mobile phone and put the light on. And if you wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it. And so if you say, I will say, so I will say so that you understand what I'm saying. So I, Sam, arise and shine, for my light has come. I, put your name. Arise and shine, for my light has come. And then say it this way. I, Sam, I am light, and so I shine. I, Sam, I am light, and so I shine. Yes. Wave that light again. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. You cannot be hid. Arise and shine. For your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Shall we arise? Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. 
This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And so by the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit, I commission you today with fresh fire, with a fresh anointing, with a fresh work for God to do a new work in our lives, to go forth and be light and to shine for him in the name of Jesus. And I declare that we are an army of light and of God doing a new thing in this new season in the name of Jesus. For a new work, we receive fire. For a new move, we receive fire to show the goodness of God upon the earth. And I say, this may be a little light, but we are part of a great army. And I was a worship team to come up. Because we hear the sound of the army of the Lord. It's a sound of praise. It's a sound of war. We may be small, but we are part of a big army. I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. It's a song of praise. It's a song of war. The army of... Hey, my name's Dan Baptist and I'm lead pastor here at Jubilee Community Church. We really hope that something from this morning's word has blessed you and reached you. And if you'd like to talk about anything you've heard or just be able to talk about maybe faith or get some prayer, then please get in contact. You can email us, give us a call at the centre and one of the team's going to get back to you. We'd love to do this, especially if you're just thinking about what it is to become a Christian. You want to sit down and really talk that through with anyone. We also run regularly on a Sunday some joining the church courses. And if you want to know more about Jubilee Community Church and what it is to belong here, then you can just uh, find out online when the next one of those is going on and you can attend, have a meal, sit down, talk about it. We also have some amazing midweek group life uh, where it's a great opportunity to dig further into your faith. Again, you can find out that on our website too. Anyway, just wanted to say hi and uh, bless you and we'll catch up soon.